If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Video Games Daily. I'm Scott Johnson. Some more Player Unknown's Battlegrounds news. This game just keeps pumping out the hot hits. Uh, they're going to do first-person-only servers, so they're not adding first-person mode to the game itself, but they're going to add it. Well, they're going to add it to the game, but they're going to make it on a, a server-by-server basis. Uh, it's going to get a little more hardcore that way. Now, I don't know that there's that big of a difference between... Well, someone's going to argue with me, but third-person and first-person are kind of the same. The only difference is you are you got kind of a dude in your way, or off to the left a little bit, but you still sort of aim the same and everything. Anyway, they're going to do that to make the challenging game even harder, is what they said. Good news, everyone, according to a tweet. One-person servers. Oh, I... There it is, there it is. First-person servers, not one-person. First-person servers are coming to PUBG in our next monthly update. Make hardcore great again, they said. So they already offer first-person and third-person mode. Allows players to switch between them. I've never actually tried this. But... Uh, according to many, there is a real advantage to going first person. So you'll get to do it and take advantage of that advantage. Take advantage of the advantage. And uh, fans seem pretty happy with the update. Not a lot of outcries or problems. And also the pace of the updates are being well received. Well done, PUBG. You continue to impress. Uh, do you live in Japan? Oh no. It's bad news. Well, not really. But uh, N- Nintendo's not making any more new 3DSs in Japan. They're ending it. But the uh, 2DS XL is almost here. This follows what I believed from the beginning. This was just them phasing out the 3D thing because nobody cares. And those devices are more expensive to make with the 3D capability in there. And like I said, nobody cares. But production on new 3DSs has officially ended in Japan. This is according to Nintendo's Japanese website. Includes all colors of the upgraded handheld, but not all models. There's two versions of the 3DS currently available, the new 3DS and the Nintendo 3DS XL. The basic version is smaller and has swappable faceplates, color face buttons, and so on. Uh, It says here, no such marker is found for the new uh, Nintendo 3DS XL page. However, the uh, model has the same basic capabilities with slightly bigger screens and a heavier body. So that one appears to still be going on. I still say they're phasing it all out in favor of the 2DS XL. Because, come on. For real. why do you, you need that? Do you need the freaking 3D? You don't. You never used it. And when you did, you were like, oh, that's neat. And then you never used it again, didn't you? Admit it. It's true. You all want this sexy new 2DS XL. I do. Am I the only one? I can't be. That sound you hear off in the distance is Destiny 2's beta preload. Maybe not. You probably can't hear it, but it's happening tomorrow on PS4 and Xbox One. Actually, that is to say today. That will be today, everybody. 
This broke last night. Anyway, if you have a beta key, you'll be getting it. And you'll be only getting it right now on PlayStation 4 because they got early access to the beta. And beta stuff isn't happening yet on PC or, as far as I know, Xbox One. The beta download will be available worldwide as of, let's see, about an hour ago, 10 a.m. Pacific data time. Data time. Daylight time. And uh, according to Activision, they're all set. They also confirmed that the preload uh, time applies to both. Oh, it does apply to the Xbox One. I missed this in my first read-through. So you're just going to get the uh, PS, uh, the PS4 uh, earlier in the day. Okay, so that's the deal. So it is still sort of early, but PC people have to wait like a month or two. Anyway, they're going to eventually open it up to everybody. You'll be able to preload it if you have a code, but that's the only way you're going to be able to get it. To obtain it, you got to pre-order the game or uh, get it from a third party, like some gaming publication may give it to you as a little bonus or something. Game is set to be released on September 6th, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, which is being developed by Bungie and Vicarious Visions. Uh, that PC version will not launch until October 24th. But you can get your console versions on the 6th, and then you will wait nearly two months to get it on PC, where it will show up on the Battle.net launcher. Still kind of weird. Nino Cooney 2 delayed till 2018. Sorry. That's kind of a bummer. This is always about the time it happens, though. About two months after uh, E3, all the cancellations start to happen. Or not cancellations, but the delays start coming out of nowhere. It will not make its previously scheduled November release, according to game director Akirio Huni. Huni? Haino. He announced that yesterday. Uh, the role-playing game is now scheduled to arrive on January 19th, 2018, so early in the year. In a statement, uh, the CEO of Developer Level 5, Hino himself, says, We have decided that more development time is required in order to deliver the full Nino Kuni 2 experience to our fans. I deeply apologize to those who have been looking forward to the game's release. Uh, they also touched on the a, a hint, anyway, of the uh, multiplayer component, which was announced but not really clarified. Uh, he says there's not really one. Uh, or they said, sorry, the, the rumors were that there wasn't really one and that it was just sort of a rumor. But he has come up and said, got up on stage and said, there was no stage. He got up on camera and said, yes, there will be multiplayer. You'll be able to play online with your friends in various capacities. All right. And then somebody said there was an error. There was an error. <laughs> and so he explained that too during a recent E3, uh, E3 interview se- uh, section. I may have caused misunderstanding with my comments regarding Nino Kuni's two, uh, 2's multiplayer content. I misunderstood the question, thinking it was about the online content in general, and my answer referred to online announcements of in-game events. As a result, I wrongly gave the impression that the game features multiplayer content. So now we're back to, there is no multiplayer content. It's okay, look, Japan, English, Japanese, it's hard, you get this stuff mixed up. The full statement's on YouTube, if you want to go seek it out. I'm more interested in this than I was the first one, because I like the real-time combat. But beyond that, I don't know. I don't want random encounters. Can I never have those again in any video game ever again? Thanks. Okay, great. Nintendo Switch is getting its first streaming app. Oh, no. 
This one's really big in Japan, so don't get excited. This isn't Hulu. This isn't Netflix necessarily, but it's going to get its first video streaming service tomorrow. Uh, that is to say today. No, tomorrow? No, today, the 13th. Anyway, if you've never heard of it, it's called Nikon Nico. It's a unique Japanese video platform that is huge in its home country, but not so much anywhere else. It's uh, similar to YouTube in popularity, at least in Japan. That's what they say. They're best known for live streams. Fan can have uh, leave comments that appear on the video itself. Think of it as like YouTube's live component, except far more overwhelming. <laughs> Some have described it. And uh, it's all about annotating videos. So where they're live, where they're happening after the fact, however you're getting that content, it's all about people just annotating videos. I, I don't know if you cannot do that, but that's not cool. Uh, here, we don't want that here. I mean, that's fine as an app, but I, you know, what we want is YouTube, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, I don't know, Twitch maybe. Twitch on the Switch, Switch Twitch. How come no one's talking about Switch Twitch? That's what I want. Welcome to Video Games Daily. I'm Scott Johnson. The Xbox One update added support for custom profile picks. Ooh. Also, you can do Mixer co-streaming as well. Mixer, of course, the Twitch competitor that Microsoft owns and is currently operating. This is the latest update to the Xbox One operating system, which the company is rolling out today. Adds a longer or a very long-awaited feature, the ability to upload your own profile photo. Let the nudity begin. The feature with my, uh, which Microsoft refers to as custom gamer picks, rather, supports uploading an image from the Xbox One, Windows 10 PC, or a smartphone. That includes the ability to put a photo on external storage and post it into a USB port on the console. Uh, custom images are supported by Gamer Picks, your Xbox Live Gamer Tag round icon, and for your club's profile picture or background. Uh, they say it's their most requested feature. They do not go into what the rules are, so if you want to put something nasty up there, I suppose you could. Wouldn't recommend it. More Microsoft news. I love some Microsoft news. They're bringing Xbox One, Age of Empires, and a few other cool things to Gamescom 2017. It's in uh, Cologne, Germany, where it always is. They're planning some cool stuff with a big heavy focus on Xbox One X, of course. And they're going to celebrate in some way the Age of Empires 20th anniversary. Don't know what that means. Could that mean a... I think there already is an HD remake of that thing. So could it be a new game, maybe? Anyway, it doesn't sound like it's going to be your typical E3-style theater event, uh, but an online-only streaming show instead. Uh, People are asking Microsoft for further details. They are not giving any currently. But uh, anyway, expected on August 21st, they'll run another live stream at the same time, noon Pacific data time, data, daylight time, for the Age of Empires franchise, the origin of the game. Talking about how it's 20 years old in October. And... uh, they announced then they'd be doing this remaster of Age of Empires Definitive Edition. That's fine and all, but we all know the truth. Age of Empires 2 is significantly better than Age of Empires 1. So I don't know why you would want that freaking thing. 
But I'm glad they're going to give it some focus. Our old pal Greg Street used to work for Ensemble Studios back in the day. Worked on Age of Empires and Age of Empires 2. He's probably excited about this. may have a little surprise next year there's talk of a $200 standalone VR headset no cords, no phone, no high-end PC required what the hell is that thing do you wonder anyway, this is according to Bloomberg, the $200 device according to sources could be out as soon as next year Uh, we don't have a product to unveil this time says Oculus when pressured However, we can confirm we're making several significant technology investments in the standalone VR category. This is in addition to our uh, commitment to high-end VR products like Oculus Rift and the mobile phone products like Gear VR. According to the Bloomberg story, it said that Facebook is moving forward with plans to unveil a new Oculus device in 2018, and it will be designed for immersive gaming, watching video, and social networking. This could be huge. Standalone device doesn't need to be tethered to anything. That's kind of a big deal. Also, that price is right. So, color me actually excited about this because it, I think it may be a step in the direction we need for VR. Certainly for adoption, but also for usage and use cases. Very excited. Could not be more excited. Anyway, you're going to have to wait until 2018 at least until you see it. you're always waiting forever for a Gran Turismo game but uh, you won't have to wait too much longer because Gran Turismo Sport has a new and final October 2017 release date. It's an actual launch date launch date like for real like not kidding around. Scheduled for release on October 20 sorry 17th on PlayStation 4 of course it's PS4 it's an exclusive that's the timing in North America Uh, the 18th for the rest of Europe or across Europe anyway Uh, Keep in mind, this is two weeks after the arrival of Gran Turismo Sports Direct Competition, Microsoft Forza Motorsport 7, which is set to launch on the 3rd of October on Windows 10 and Xbox One. Uh, Man, is it too little too late? Because the fact that I can play Forza on my PC is a big deterrent for me from caring about Gran Turismo right now. And this isn't even like a proper straight-up like Gran Turismo game, right? Sport is more like their Forza Horizons deal, although I I don't think it's quite exactly that, but you know what I mean. They said this in a statement, that being uh, Polyphony Digital, uh, President Yamaguchi says, we are now entering the final stages of polishing what we prepare for for launch. Uh, As previously announced, the game will support PlayStation VR headset as well with a virtual reality mode. Usually when they say that, that means it's not the game proper, it's some other sort of mode. So we don't know. But anyway, expect it to cost you your $59.99 standard price or the limited edition at $69.99, which comes with a bunch of different stuff. There's also a digital deluxe version, which beefs up the starter pack with four more cars and some other stuff. Anyway, how are we feeling about that game? Gran Turismo. Is it back? Maybe. Maybe. 
know if you uh, Minecraft players are a little bit bummed out. There's a beloved Minecraft Pokemon mod that is now shutting down for good. It was called Pixelmon. I played this for a hot minute. I didn't really get into it because I'm not really into Pokemon in general, but it's a very, very popular mod for Minecraft. It kind of recreates the whole Pokemon series thing in the one game. And it's going offline. The team who was responsible for it said in its forum that it would cease work on the long-running download because, you guessed it, the Pokemon company came a-knocking. It is with much sadness, but keeping all of our fond memories, we must announce that Pixelmon is ending its development, wrote Mr. Masochism. Ironic. Uh, He's the administrator on the Pixelmon forum and member of the production team. We had a great time making this mod and creating such a great and wonderful community, but after a request from the Pokemon company, we will be shutting our doors. We've reached out to the Pokemon company uh, for details, says Polygon, but they have not heard back. Anyway, it lasted for a long time. That thing ran for years, and I don't know. Some people say it's the best Minecraft mod of all time. I think maybe they could have just not called it that. Maybe they could have called it, I don't know, uh, Minecraft Monsters and just did away with all of the referential stuff to Pokemon. Like characters, creatures, the balls and stuff you captured with. Like, just go a different way. There's plenty of games that kind of rip off the, the, the Pokemon thing without it having to do it directly kind of bums me out like don't just throw that all away maybe go back and rework it a little bit that's what i would ask the developer if i could i'll tell you what i'll do tomorrow though i'll ask you guys more questions and bring more news for another edition of video games daily we'll see you then Welcome to Video Games Daily, I'm Scott Johnson. Kingdom Hearts 3 gives you much bigger teams to fight with. That seems exciting. So you don't have to swap out Donald or Goofy, you can keep them all in there. Kingdom Hearts 3 will increase the size of players' active party. This is over the previous mainline entries in the series. This is according to director Tetsuya Nomura. I say that slowly so I don't screw it up. Anyway. After a hard limit of three members per battle in earlier games, Kingdom Hearts 3's latest trailers show that players will have more flexibility in constructing their teams. Uh, Gameplay was shown specifically over D23. This is Disney's big, giant, every two-year industry conference thing they do. They showed all kinds of stuff across uh, the Disney properties, including Star Wars, Marvel, and all that. Anyway... Uh, If you liked all those old games, then you're going to be able to depict multiple characters, he told IGN during D23. And um, he wouldn't say if there was a cap to the party, but it kind of makes sense that there might be and that would just be a little bit bigger. Anyway, I was never a huge fan of those games, but maybe this is the one. Give it a shot. They say that the game will launch, that is to say uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, sometime in 2018 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Some Splatoon news for everybody. It's getting animated. What? Uh, kind of interesting news. Hot off the heels of Splatoon 2, Nintendo's Liquid Shooter series is getting its first animated adaptation. 
And it's an online-only anime thing. It's going to debut at the Koro Koro YouTube channel. This will be earlier next month, in uh, August. And uh, the anime will reportedly take cues from the Splatoon comic series, which I had never read, but I knew that existed. That runs in a Cor- in the Koro Koro monthly magazine. Here's the thing. Don't expect the episodes to be too long or too action-filled for that reason. Short, sweet, heavy on the comedy. Uh, in a recent issue of that magazine, they'd have a screenshot. My gosh, the Japanese know how to fill the, the page, don't they? <laughs> Man, that thing is just packed with action. Show will kick off on August 12th, according to GAM, GAM rather. Uh, it's unlikely to uh, remain in its Japanese form for long. We'll probably end up being... Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm, this is completely conjecture on my part. My part, but being localized for for English audiences seems likely to me. Don't forget, Splatoon Two hits the Nintendo Switch this Friday, July twenty first. Going to be a big day. We have more to look at when it comes to the Atari uh, Atari box. Remember this? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What it will actually do, nobody knows yet. But they have offered a first look at this thing. Uh, first talked about and revealed at E3 2017. They've now shown off what the actual console looks like. Uh, it says this. Atari said the unit's four USB ports and HDMI output suggest modern internal specs. <laughs> Maybe just come out and tell us what's in there. But anyway, it says it also means we'll be delivering classic gaming content. We will also be delivering current gaming content. I don't know what that means. Anyway, it's unlikely Atari is going to try to go head-to-head with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. Probably a little more open-ended version of the NES Classic. That's the current thinking. Something that you could download to later and add to and upgrade and... Perhaps add homebrew to and that sort of thing. And if that's the case, that's kind of exciting. So it looks like this black ribbed dark thing. It's it's very weird and cool. Uh, it's kind of cool looking if I'm being honest. Front panel will uh, be available in either glass or wood design. And the wood design obviously is reminiscent of the original uh, device. Quote, we know you're hungry for more details on specs, games, features, pricing, timing, etc. There are a lot of new milestones and challenges uh, and decision points in front of us in the months ahead. And they now say they promise regular updates on the console's development. I say to them, good luck. Geese Howard from Fatal Fury is coming into Tekken 7. He's a brand new character. Legendary Fatal Fury and King of Fighters character is Tekken's latest guest. Little uh, little SNK borrowing going on there. Game director Kashiro Hardia, I'm sure I'm saying that right, has announced that the title's newest guest character is none other than Geese Howard. And when I say legendary, he's like your dude over there, right? I mean, look, I'm no Fatal Fury slash King of Fighters expert, but I hear people I hear people talk, okay? He's the second non-Namco guest in the fighting game series. <clears throat> so, 
Uh, it's no surprise Namco and Capcom are working together to bring Street Fighter characters into the Tekken universe. But it was not exactly uh, all that well known that SNK was going to be playing uh, as well. Anyway, Tekken 7 fans will be able to play as geese sometime in the winter of this year, of 2017. That seems fun. I like crossovers. Cross it over. Bring it in. and welcome to Video Games Daily. I'm Scott Johnson and the Nintendo Switch Online app is out. You probably already knew this. It happened yesterday. But, uh, you know, it's a thing now. It's real. It's happening. It's all ready for its uh, Splatoon 2 launch, which happens on July 21st, a couple of days. And expect that to be used a lot, that app, that is, to say, if you're playing games with your friends around the globe. Like many Nintendo projects and products, the uh, Switch Online app isn't Totally comprehensible at first. In fact, some people really don't like the voice stuff yet. We'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, they put together a big fact so you can go read it on the support website. This all seems a little strange to be doing any of this outside of the app. You're probably not wrong. It's very weird. Anyway, this is all part of the online service coming for Nintendo Switch. This will all be accessible through the mobile app on Android and iOS. While Nintendo Switch Online launches in full in the fall of 2018, the app is out now. And it will be real basic stuff like voice and certain Switch games supported stuff like friend tracking and chat and that sort of stuff. Uh, it is a free service, or rather a free app, although the service at a later date when they go to full launch will cost you money per line or per year. So you're not going to be able to use it for free forever. Or maybe it'll still always work for free and do some basic functionality but you're not going to be able to get the most out of it, I'm sure. Uh, right now... The, you're not going to pay anything though. Zero dollars till 2018. At that point, when it does launch in full, 20 bucks for an entire year. Not too bad. Uh, Splatoon 2 is going to be the game that is supported right out of the gate. So you're gonna, this is where they're going to kind of test things, I think. Um, if you're wondering what else you can use the app for, inviting friends, creating private and public games, chatting with voice chat and text chat. And uh, voice chat only works when the Nintendo Switch app, uh, online app, or only works with that app. So if you're with friends, you got to get it. Or else you're not going to talk through any other method. Or I guess, you know, talk on Discord or, you know, Skype or something else is probably just fine. But anyway, uh, do you have to have the app open at all times? The answer is yes. Isn't that annoying? Absolutely yes. You'll need both the game you're playing and your phone for this. So if you're playing Splatoon 2 and you're talking to somebody, that app has to be open and on and on the screen chewing your battery up which is really weird, but I think that's going to change. Anyway, more as we know it, Nintendo Switch getting online. I really like Wolf Among Us. I did. In fact, I think it's perhaps the strongest of the Telltale games in their current incarnations. I liked it better than the Walking Dead stuff. I liked it better than the Batman thing that came out not long ago. I think it's pretty great. And The Wolf Among Us Season 2 arrives next year. So if you thought you were done, you're not. You'll also get another round of Batman and The Walking Dead. Those are also on the way. Those are big sellers, so what do you expect? But this is the game uh, based on the Fable uh, comic series. And uh, they had talked before about more stuff coming out, but now we know when. I don't know what took them so long. What are we, a year and a half since the release of this thing? 
Uh, no, no, three years, right? Something like that. Anyway, um, they are doing it. So if you were waiting, it's coming. Uh, they're going to send it over. You'll also get uh, Batman, The Enemy Within, second season of Telltale's Batman series. And you're going to get, uh, what's the other one called? Oh, The Walking Dead's fourth and final season, which will complete Clementine's story in 2018. Wait no longer. Unknown's Battlegrounds not messing around, man. They are now, uh, well, I guess they've passed it. They passed Grand Theft Auto V for most concurrent players on Steam. I didn't actually realize that uh, GTA V was currently at the lead of that. Anyway, it's going to be a while before it takes on Fallout 4, though. Do you know Fallout 4 is what was ahead of all of them? Probably didn't know that either. Anyway. Uh, the game's doing real good, and based on the information in the Steam Web API, which is where they get this data, Steam Charts uh, gives you sort of this real-time estimation of the number of users playing any one game at any one time. GTA, with a thriving community and a healthy mod scene, has been locked in the top spot for like five years. They also keep track of peak player counts for each game, so this is a little bit different. They rank them in an all-time top 10. The current all-time peak player count for GTA 5 is 360,761 people concurrently at the same time. That happened in April of 2015, and that's about a year and a half later the game was released on consoles. Um, Same month as it came out on PC. Now, Battlegrounds hit 382,561 just four months into early access. That is some serious velocity for the game uh, that no one saw coming. Anyway, but of the uh, number three all-time peak players list. Oh, I thought it was number one. I guess number three. Fallout 4. That's still a higher number. 400,000. I can't even read. 471,955 players at launch in November of 2015. So that means Battlegrounds has had fewer than 100,000 concurrents to go before it overtakes that. So they still have the big awesome spot. Um, gets a little harder after that. You've had 850,000 at one point for Global Offensive, Counter-Strike, rather. It's interesting, though, right? I mean, this game, as far as I'm concerned, beat them all in terms of, uh, all the other factors. Like, how quickly it got there, the fact that it's an early access game, the fact that it's still janky and kind of goofball. I mean, that thing just took on a life of its own so quickly, it's crazy. Battlegrounds, still a threat. Overwatch League's logo could be in trouble. A little bit of a snag. It looks like they may have a fight in front of them with Major League Baseball, of all things. Uh, There's a new filing that hints at a a bit of a challenge before the uh, trademark office. I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, that picture of Tracer with the two-tone color and the Overwatch League below it, I mean, it is definitely a swing, no pun intended, at the logo design that Major League Baseball has used for years. Uh... So here's the deal. MLB requested a 90-day extension of time to oppose the Overwatch League's application for trademark on its logo, and it was granted it. So they got what they wanted out of that. The filing was made and uh, granted a day before the 30-day window to oppose new trademark applications was set to close. So a little bit last minute, but they got it. Um, MLB has not actually indicated what their problem is, but I'm guessing it's because the logos look a lot alike. Pretty broad definitions of similarities, but they're there. I mean... 
I, it's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. It may not be blue and red, but that dark charcoal gray and orange, the way it's split like that with the whole silhouette of Tracer is, you know, I mean, come on. That's what they're doing. Let's let's not be kidding around here. What do we think they were after there? I think we all kind of know. Anyway, the, uh, the, the thinking is, the current theory is that MLB feels like maybe the logos are enough like each other for brand confusion. I don't know why I would have trouble separating baseball from Overwatch, but they think maybe I'm dumb or something. That Major League Baseball logo has been around since 1969. Uh, anyway, they want to fight it. They have until July 26th to submit its opposition. I'm very curious to read that, if it has any anyway. This could just be a standard thing for their lawyers. I don't know. But um, the matter will be before the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board of the USPTO. It's also possible that these guys are discussing things privately. You know, Blizzard and MLB could be talking and working this out on their own. So who knows? But Overwatch League killing it. It's featuring permanent franchises. Two weeks ago, ESPN reported that Blizzard has agreements for franchises in six cities. So it's going forward no matter what. It just might not be that logo. (laughs) 